0: Proudly broadcasting from downtown Everett, AM 1380, FM 95.3, KRKO, Everett.
1: And it is a Monday night in downtown Everett. Tom Lafferty, along with Steve Willets, we're here for Prep Sports Weekly here on this Monday night. Thanks for being with us. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, by Dale Wagner Law Office, by GSR, Rental & Monroe, Ace Hardware stores in Lake Stevens, Everett & Stanwood, Glass by Lund, by the Snohomish County PUD, and by Erickson Furniture. Also brought to you tonight by Hometown Handyman, Screen Printing Northwest, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, also by the Law Office of Russell & Hill. Hat Trick Northwest, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, and McLean Insurance in Silver Lake. Jam packed show coming up. We're going to be hearing from Brandon Moore and Mike Schirk of Arlington. Brandon is our Russell and Hill Male Student Athlete of the Month. We'll be hearing from him and Mike. Mike Shearer of Arlington is the cross-country head coach. That's coming up in our first segment. Segment two will be Josh Thayer and Zach Ward of Stanwood. One is the current head coach. One's the old head coach of the boys' basketball team of the Stanwood Spartans. And they'll be joining us coming up in segment two. Segment three, Gia Powell, Ava Powell. Jenna Lee Gabriel, Jordan Leith, and McKenna Kecker and R. E. Mahler of Metterdale will join us from the Metterdale Mavericks. It's a full show. It's it's, it's happening as we speak, isn't it? <laughs> oh, boy, is it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having a little, I'd say,
2: technical difficulty, but one of the phone lines isn't working. Well, first I had a wrong phone number, and then I got the right one not working, so we're trying to get our two guests on right now here in a moment. Hopefully they'll get on quick enough for at least... A uh, chance for us to say hello for a little bit tonight because we do have a full show. But yeah, we're, we're covering a lot tonight. We're going to talk to our hopefully our Russell and Hill student athlete of the month of uh, November here in just a moment. Uh, really good kid, uh, did some big things. And then we've got uh, some basketball and also uh, a nice uh, heartfelt story at the very end of the show tonight. So I'm thinking we'll go to the Meadowdale girls basketball well, team first. Can- can we go to a commercial break and come back?
1: Oh, We can. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll come back. <laughs> Prep Sports Weekly continues right here on KRKO.
0: At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Glass by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember, since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. KRKO is your winner wonderland. Weekday mornings this week, KRKO is giving you daily chances to win a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of WAVE, ultra-fast internet. Even better, when you win, KRKO and WAVE donate another $50 Visa gift card to Volunteers of America. Serving families in need, Each winner also qualifies for this week's grand prize package, including a two-night, two-person stay at Quinault Beach Resort and Casino. Also, a year's worth of free pizza from Major League Pizza, a gift certificate to Judd in Black, 10 pairs of tickets to Silver Tips Hockey in 2022, and two 2022 season passes to the North Shore Performing Arts Foundation. Tune in weekday mornings with Tim Hunter for your chance to win. All the Winter Wonderland info is at krko.com.
3: Now at Erickson Furniture. Give $50 or more to charity and receive $400 off stressless Mayfair recliners and office chairs, $200 off any stressless recliner and office chair, and $200 off each stressless sofa seat. Don't wait, it's time for Stressless. Donate and save. At Erickson Furniture, located at 2015 Broadway in North Everett.
1: And Prep Sports Weekly continues. We're back. I think we're going to have our guests on the radio. Isn't that right, Steve? <laughs> they're, they're finally on the radio, yes. We, are, we have with us now the – it's time to announce the – And we can't do it with both of them on, on the one, so you're going to do one and we'll recall the, the other one. Okay.
2: okay, here we go again. Here we go. Live radio tonight. we yeah. got to love it. So who do we have
1: on the radio right now? Who's with us here? I think this is Brandon. Am I right? Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah.
2: Brandon, how are you? Okay, we're going to have – Tom's going to hang up with Coach and try to call him here in just a minute. Brandon, uh, congratulations. You are the Russell and Hill Student-athlete of the month of November. You finished second place at state in the cross-country championships. You've had a little chance to soak it in now. It's, it's been a little while here. Tell me how you're feeling after three or four weeks.
4: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. It's, like a, it's honestly a dream come true. It makes it so much easier to train when you're surrounded by some of the best runners in the state, best coaches in the state, and just the hardest workers around.
2: Well, and you know, it's one of those things too, where when you finish second in state, quite often, it's a little disappointing. You you wanted first place, but in your case, you were projected by many to be kind of a top ten type of a guy, but not necessarily a top two. You took second place. Is it fair to say you might have been a little surprised at the results and the outcome that day? I, mean, I went to
4: the race ranked eleventh, and just the feeling of coming down the home stretch in second, I I just I just knew I'd done it. I was kind of, I was just kind of on a high right there.
2: So at what point in the race did you know? I mean it's a it's a five thousand meter race. Did you know pretty early in the race that hey I got a, a good shot at doing some things here?
4: Well, I just, I went out with the leaders and I was in third place and then I was told to go pick off second and I did and then first place he just he just took off.
2: And the thing that we hear time and time again is that the the state championship course over in um, cent- Central Washington—it's a hilly course too, isn't it? You guys are in a golf course. Tell me a little bit about that. Are you normally a, a hill kind of a runner?
4: Um. Yeah. Uh, every course we like has one hill, but this was in the wind.
2: Open. Oh, I think. I think you're breaking out on us a little bit there, so you might want to get to a better spot where you can hear us. Can you hear us okay, Brandon? Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, Hilly, I'll let you get into a better spot. I think Mike is now on the radio with us, too. Mike Shirk, are you there? I am. Well, good to finally hear, have you on board here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, well, we get Brandon into a better spot to talk to us, what makes him so strong? What makes him a good athlete, a good runner?
5: Well, you know, he's just got a great work ethic, and um, he's got the talent to back it up, too. And when you have a combination of those two things, you get an unstoppable runner, and that's what Brandon is. He's just uh, hes done a great job for us this year.
2: And you've had him for a while, correct? You've been coaching him since middle school. Is that what I understand?
5: Yeah. Yeah, he was on the track team, and um, he sort of demonstrates pretty good talent and ended up having the second-fastest mile time um, at the end of the season, his eighth-grade year. And I remember Coach uh, calling Coach Murray, the guy that I coach with, um, and let them know we got some pretty pretty good talent coming up. so, yeah, it's been a pleasure all these years.
2: Well, and he talked about getting second place. He mentioned that he was ranked ten or eleven going into the race. how How surprised were you, or were you surprised at the success he had on that day?
5: You know, we've been we've been encouraging Brandon to dream big and ask him, you know, why not me? why, why not me? Um, we had a pretty good race strategy coming in just to be with the the front runners there with about eight hundred meters left. So, you know, that was definitely part of the race strategy, and on that given day, he had what it took, and he stuck with him. It was it was, it was a pleasure to watch.
2: Now, Brandon, when I've been talking and, and texting back and forth with Coach over the last week or so, he tells me what a hard worker you are. Running isn't always an enjoyable sport for a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people, it's hard to get them to even go out the door and run to the mailbox and back. Is it is running something you actually enjoy doing? Yeah,
4: I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, workouts. Workouts are just fun because everyone's right there and everybody wants to win that, like, 400- or 200-meter workout. So we all push each other, and it just makes it a better practice.
2: And, Coach, speaking of making it a better practice, I know you've got another guy by the name of Ella Emerson who took 10th at state this year. Yeah. These two guys seem to have very similar times throughout the season. I know from afar I was kind of keeping an eye on the cross-country season, and it looked like on any given meet – Aiden might defeat Brandon and then vice versa. Tell me what it's like to have two guys like this training together. I've got to think that they only help one another, right? Yeah,
5: they complement one another and they have, you know, common goals at the beginning of the season and they wanted to collectively as a team win the state championship and so they would show up on every single day ready to go with their work hat and their lunch pail ready to put the work in and so You know, I think our team's kind of a blue-collar team. Um, It's just all about the work ethic, and that goes in the practices. And then when it came time for the races, you know, they had had put the time in.
2: And, Brandon, for you, Coach, just mentioned team. And quite often we think of cross-country as an individual sport, but it is a team sport. I've gone to a cross-country meet this year where I've seen the Arlington team kind of gather around in a circle and and talk with one another after a race. Uh, How important is it for you to actually have that team component in there?
4: Um, it's really, we're, we're definitely a close team. We like to have fun with each other. So it just means a lot that we can like be here and race together as well. And it's more than an individual. This is, this is a team sport. This is my family. So the team win is way more important to me than the individual. I'm super proud of them and all they've accomplished for this program.
2: And the program has been strong for the last few years. Mike, what is it about Arlington high school that produces cross-country runners. It, uh, it some, Sometimes you see certain programs in certain sports and you think, okay, that makes sense. I get it. But uh, why is Arlington such a strong running community?
5: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it, we've created a culture um, of, of being distance runners, and so that carries over to the track team too. Um, but they have just embraced it, and we continue just to get really good kids. I teach and coach down at the middle school in the spring, and so – I think we've been able to identify really talented runners, and try and bring them up to the high school. And uh, Coach Murray is up there too. He's a he's a one of the science teachers, and he's able to recruit kids that are that are up there as well. And we just get lots of kids out, and when you get lots of kids out, inevitably you're going to get some talented runners.
2: And this is not the first time you've had a second place finisher at Arlington either, is it, Mike?
5: No, Nathan Beamer. Uh, this is kind of our franchise guy when he when he first came on. There he was, the guy that got us on the map. Ended up running for the University of Washington, and he took second place too, 2014.
2: And Vin- Vince Loftus also took second at Once Upon yeah. a Time. Yeah,
5: yeah. Last year we did a virtual meet because it was everything was kind of closed down with COVID, so we just uh, everybody time trialed on their own tracks, and then we combined the scores. In uh, the times, and uh, yeah, he ended up being the second guy in the state on that on that day too. So,
2: yeah, we've been really
5: blessed with some talented runners.
2: Well, Brandon, so Nathan's over at UW. Vince ran at Wake Forest. So, what what's the future hold for you? Are you going to run in college?
4: Um, yeah, I'm planning to run in college. I'm just I'm undecided right now. I'm still looking.
2: You got a little time still too. Well, Brandon, yeah. um, as far as one other thing that I, I was noted here, and I got to make sure I get this out because Mike passed it along to me. There's a there's a, a hair kind of a hair competition, if you will, amongst the team. T- tell me about uh, killing uh, Langford's hair and yours, and uh, do you do you guys actually have a little contest to see who can grow it out the most?
4: Yeah, it's it's just like it's friendly. Everyone thinks we're twin brothers, and it's just really fun.
2: How good is the uh, the frizzy hair though for aerodynamics when you're trying to run?
4: Um, for the longest time, I thought it held me back, but then people said they liked the flow of it. So. <laughs> And just grew
2: it out. Oh, they always know where who you are when you're coming over the hill then, right? When you're running in a yeah. group of people. Well, and finally yeah. I do have to ask you this too. You uh, we were going to try to have you on the show last week. However, you were a little preoccupied. You ran in the was it the National Championships in Alabama? Yeah. Tell me about that experience. What was that like for you?
4: It was it was honestly it was my it was my most favorite race I've ever raced in high school. I mean, it was a little I was I was really
6: homesick.
2: Oh, and I think we just lost Brandon. Yeah, either. we lost him.
6: <laughs> well, again, hey,
2: Mike, if Brandon comes back on here in a minute, tell him no, that we're proud of him. Second place in yeah. state. Quite the accomplishment. I know he got to run in Alabama last week. And, Mike, maybe you can verify this for me. I was looking online. Looks like he said his PR last week, too. Well,
5: he was close. His PR was 1522, and he ran a 1528. So was like he was pretty darn top. close.
2: There we go. So again, hey Brandon, hey, Brandon's, back. Brandon's back. Well, hey guys, thank you very much for uh, for putting up with this here, and appreciate you for being on. Brandon, you are the Russell and Hill uh, male athlete, student athlete of the month of November. We owe you a sweatshirt. We'll get that out to you. Um, Mike, thanks for helping to coordinate this, and best you wishes, guys. My pleasure. Thank yeah, you, thank sir. Thank you so much.
1: There you go, cross country up at Arlington High School, a place, a second place in the state,
2: cool. second place in the state for him. I think the team took sev- seventh; they were fourth a couple of years ago. And Arlington just had a really, just a formidable program up there. They seem to be kind of blowing everybody else out of the water these days. And yeah, it's and he's the the top of the uh, the group right
1: there. And unlike us, they they didn't trip up coming out of the blocks.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> like we did, like we did tonight. <laughs> well, one of, I
1: think it was one of their phone lines that we were having issues with. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway,
2: yeah, yeah we uh, we got them on, so that's good. And now we're gonna we're gonna try it again. We're gonna go across the the river now over to Stanwood for oh, this. next one. Oh,
1: the other side of the Stilly,
2: the other side of the Stilly. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little basketball. We've got a a friend of the show and also a, a newcomer. We've got the uh, the current coach of the Stanwood Spartans basketball team and the former head coach coming up next. We hope <laughs> Sports <laughs> Weekly right here <laughs>
1: on KRCO. Gary Duke here from Honda of Marysville. Have you seen or heard these ads for companies that claim they want to buy your car? Believe it or not, this isn't new. In fact, Honda of Marysville has an on-site Kelly Blue Book acquisition team available seven days a week just to purchase
0: vehicles. If you're looking to sell a vehicle and get some holiday cash, Honda of Marysville has you covered. Within 10 minutes, we can give you an appraisal and in most cases, a check on the spot for your vehicle. No purchases necessary. If you don't want to deal with the hassle of advertising your car or want to deal with one of these fly-by-night companies, sell your vehicle to someone with a name you can trust and visit our Kelly Blue Book acquisition team at Honda of Marysville or visit us at HondaOfMarysville.com.
5: All right, guys, bring it on in. Now, this is football, men. And there are two things I want you to remember. First, you have to hit hard to make velocity. And second, you need those big earth movers up front. And speaking of big earth movers, GSR Rentals in Monroe has a huge selection of earth movers and earth moving accessories. Plus, big equipment to get the job done. And for a big victory celebration, GSR Rentals also has big selections of tables and chairs, everything you need for a party. So that's right, go get them,
0: boys. For more information, go to GSRRentals.com. I'm tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? time to surrender take the family to the buzz in steakhouse the buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut angus steaks chicken seafood burgers sandwiches and all-day breakfast relax while a buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty and with nine locations there's a buzz Inn near you check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com dine in or take out the buzz in steakhouse where you always get a great deal on a great meal Hi, I'm
7: Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations,
8: 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. Locally owned, veteran owned, the Hometown Handyman is proud to support local sports. Student athletes are an inspiration to us all, playing for their community and their teammates, showing good sportsmanship, and working hard in the classroom and in practice. The Hometown Handyman believes in hard work and integrity, supporting community, seniors, veterans, and first responders. If you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off, go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local. Hometownhandymanpnw.com. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen, and still you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at Hattrick-Northwest.com.
1: And Prep Sports Weekly continues on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. What's up next?
2: We're going to talk Stanwood basketball right now. The Spartans. The Spartans. Strong, strong program for many years, due in large part to both of these gentlemen. One of them for, I think, 14 years at the helm. The other one was one of his key players when they went to state a few years back, and he's now the head coach. Josh Thayer and Zach Ward. And, and Josh, I guess we should start with you. You're the uh, the new guy as far as head coaches are concerned. Uh, congratulations on becoming the head coach at your alma mater.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
2: No, 100%. And, and you're, you're not a very old guy. I was just broadcasting your games about what seven eight years ago now does that sound about right yeah so i've got to ask was this always kind of an, an aspiration for you is this something you fell into take us through the process
6: uh, I've, I've always liked coaching um in college zach had me come back and do some summer stuff for him and then uh slowly moved into um doing the c team a few years ago and then zach kind of dropped a bomb on us that he was no longer going to be coaching and uh, asked me if i'd be interested and he he did a good job of of, uh, kind of laying it out for me and he pushed me to to want to take the job and i think it's been a great fit and i'm i'm obviously really grateful for him and all he's done for me so well I'm, i'm excited
2: Zach, I guess we should ask you about that. Uh, where are you these days? We didn't expect to uh, hear, the, hear the news that we heard over the summer.
9: Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm at home. <laughs> I didn't leave. I did hear a couple months ago that someone called me and told me they heard I was moving and they wanted to say goodbye to me. No, well, I wasn't leaving. Um, it was just it was just time, uh, time for a little change. And um, you know, I have zero second guesses. Josh is doing an awesome job. I still teach at the school uh, and, you know, I've gone to a couple games already and uh, I'm just fully support them and, and life's good, man. Life's good.
2: Well, and I've got to think you, you coached there for 14 years. You had a lot of success with this program. I, I would think for somebody in your shoes who's still in the community and like you mentioned, still teaching at the school to be able to hand the gym keys over to one of your former players, kind of a big deal. So what, what, what are your thoughts on all of this?
9: Big deal, man. I'm not, that's, you know, it was weird. I went, to the, I went to the very first game, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And, Josh, you're going to go, right? You're going to go? And I don't know because I didn't know how I'd feel. Uh, but I'll tell you, sitting there, I, I felt just fantastic. I, I knew that I had made the right decision. Um, I was excited for the boys, you know, going out on good terms. And just I knew all these boys and were able to root for them Then obviously rooting for Josh and, you know, j- there was a reason in college when I asked Josh to come back and coach. There was a reason when he got out of college I asked him if he'd be interested in being on staff. You know, A lot of the same reasons why he was a four-year starter for our program. Started as a freshman, obviously, and, and the kid's just a winner. And uh, to be able to have someone like, play, someone like that play for you and then, like you said, hand the keys over to the gym, Dude, that new school, I think it's all, I don't even know if we have keys anymore. We just have these little cards to use. <laughs> <It's> facial recognition, <laughs> right. huh? But You're so right. I mean, it, it's a perfect fit, and he's off to a great start and just doing good things, and I couldn't be
6: happier for him.
2: Well, and I still, I, I can recall, I think it was a district championship game against Mount Lake Terrace, and uh, doing this off the top of my head, but Josh, I think you had 30-something points that night, and I was broadcasting for Mountlake Terrace, so you were certainly frustrating us. <laughs> Phenomenal player back in the day, and... Coach, you mentioned that there was a reason you kept bringing him back while he was in college, and then after college, did you see some elements of this when he was fourteen, fifteen years old too?
9: You could just see uh, a lot of a lot of characteristics. I think jumped out at me. Um, first of all, his composure and obviously ability is one thing, but you know that's that's not going to do you much uh, on the sidelines in a game. But his his understanding of the game, like I said, his composure, his competitiveness. I mean, one of the most competitive kids I had in my time there for sure. And to match that up with the level-headedness and success, you know, I don't think you see that a lot. And so he has a lot of attributes that, that would drive someone um, that you want, to, you want to take over as a coach, right? I mean, I wanted, to, I wanted to keep this program in a good spot. I think we've done a lot of good things over our 14 years. And, you know, there's stuff outside of November to hopefully the first weekend of March that's on your plate that you got to do. And I think there has to be a level of competitiveness and smarts and and just savvy and business. You know, he has a business mind. There's a lot of things that you got to have if you want to keep the program going where it's been, I think. And so he seemed like a perfect fit for me.
2: Josh, you you mentioned or you kind of touched upon it a a few moments ago that uh, you're you're real appreciative of everything that Zach meant to you. Zach, as well as Harlan Roberson, who was there for quite a long time, I know that those two guys I've got to think are probably two of your key mentors. What exactly have they meant to you?
6: More than I could put into words, I think. I mean, um, Zach and Harlan have done so much for me uh, on and off the court. Uh, I think, you know, in the last, shoot, six months, i probably called Zach uh, a billion times. Uh, <laughs> many times, four or five in a day, just uh, asking him what I should do here, what I should do there. Um, there's a lot of new stuff. Uh, that goes into coaching and a lot of things that you don't really know about until you're in it. Um, so they've been super, super helpful in that aspect. Um, obviously coaching me growing up, um, played a big part in it too. Um, so, I, I mean, I could tell you, I could go on and on about how often they've been to me. Um, but it's, 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 it's great to have them in my corner uh, and be able, being able to reach out to them at any point is is
2: awesome well well. here's the first test for you from a media standpoint tell us a little bit about your team and, and i guess i should start off by asking you about the the kid that wears number zero and i i kind of remember him being I, I still i'm gonna embarrass your brother owen for a minute is that okay sure i, I remember watching you guys lose the district championship game to shorecrest Owen's if Owen ever sees me on the floor he's not gonna like me now but uh, Owen was crying after the game he wasn't too happy he was much younger at that time was uh, a little bit upset I remember trying to console him and your mom and p- pointing out that Shortcrest by winning the game just drew O'Day in the regionals and I thought you guys had an easier chance at that point of going to the state tournament and I'm gonna pat myself on the back I was right that year by the way but uh so so what's it like coaching little brother that's gonna be kind of fun
6: um yeah it's, it's a little interesting I I think he and I both are kind of on the same page that, you know, when we're, when we're on the court, it's, it's a player-coach relationship. Obviously, behind all that, he's my brother, and um, that means something. And, but I think, we do, I think we do a good job of, of just when, it's, when, it, when we're on the court, it's business. And I don't treat him differently than any of the other players. I don't think he treats me differently than he'd treat Zach or Harlan or anything like that. So I think uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people ask me this, and they're like, well, is it weird? And honestly, no, it's not really that, it's not really that weird at all. Um, obviously, I love him, and think he's a great player and has a lot of talent and heart. And uh, I see a little, little bit of me in him sometimes. And uh, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun thing to do to be able to coach um, your younger brother.
2: Yeah, Definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about the rest of the team. I know I, I'll, I'll start off by asking. Caden McLaughlin saw him as a sophomore two years ago, and he impressed me then. I've got to think he's only gotten better.
6: Yeah, I, I think uh, this year we've really harped on him the last um, few weeks about, you know, being a, more of a presence inside and having an effect on every single – play during the game um, I think he's grown well I mean we've only played four games so it's still early but um, it seems like he's grown in that aspect and um, is, is being more aggressive going inside I, I feel like he maybe settled over the last couple of years and, and kind of wanted to shoot uh, three pointers more than bang around inside at all and um, you know I've I, I've been hard on him the last Two weeks and and really gotten in his grill a couple of times and I think he's taken it well and we have a good relationship and uh, I'm excited to see his growth throughout the year I think he um, is in a great spot and he's going to do well at, at Dort next year and uh, I'm, I'm excited for the year that he's going to have
2: well and before we let you go throw us a few other names who else is on this team that we should be watching
6: we've got another senior Mac Hepper uh, he, he played a lot last year. I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and not really sure if we count last year as a real real year um, as far as legit varsity experience goes. Um, but he, he played a lot last year. I think he's, he's one of the rocks to our squad and uh, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot this year. He's going to take a lot of shots um, and he's going to make a lot of plays. Uh, we've got uh, John Floyd, who uh, is a sophomore, got a little bit of time last year. Like I said, I don't, not sure if we really count it, um, but uh, watch him a little bit. He's a great shooter. Um, he's got some size, some length, uh, I, and he he works really hard. Uh, I mean, I could I could name everybody on the squad. I, Owen, obviously. Um, we've got Brant, Gilbertson, Colton. Scott. he's he's had a great couple of games as uh, they're big we're trying to feed him a little bit more and get him looks um, I, you want everybody or, or, <laughs> I think you, you, you did me well. keep rolling? Let, <laughs>
2: let, let me give you let me give you a shorter list of people to name really quick because we got to get these guys out there one of them I recognize Caleb Br- Bryson you uh you, you, you picked off the uh, the Arlington tree huh for your assistant coach
6: I did yeah I did I know I, I mean I've played with him since fourth grade, battling against him at A-Town. Um, I know that he coached a little bit at the AU level, and uh, you know I was looking for uh, a C-team coach and figured I'd reach out to him. He's been awesome with the kids, super excited every day. I think the kids are a big fans of him. Um, they're having fun. He's having fun. So I think it's been a great fit.
2: And, and name your other assistant coaches, too, real quick for us.
6: I've got Brad Rochon, he's a JV coach, he's been in the program since I was playing and and years before, um, and then I've got uh, Derek Floyd as my assistant coach.
2: Okay, and then we're going to swing it back around to Zach here real quick. Zach, did I did you, you mentioned you went to the game the other day, I saw you broadcasted one of the games.
9: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had a, uh, called the bullpen in the game at Glacier, they called me and asked me if I could fill in for somebody, so. Yeah, Rich Olson and I did that game, and that was fun. I mean, I, like I said, man, I, I'm in a. This is just awesome to watch him. Those names he's naming off, and it's so cool to see Caleb come over and coach with him. And um, it's it is it is different going to the games as a fan. But,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it takes some getting used to,
9: right? It takes a little getting used to, but man, you got a guy like Josh in charge, it makes it a lot easier. Well,
1: That's the question true. I have that do they charge you to get in?
9: Depends. That depends. <laughs> I still got keys or key cards I know some uh, I know some angles to get into that new gym at Stanwood away games what do you think I did the radio for <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait wait till he starts paying the district the district rate the going rate Yeah, none of, the,
9: none of my passes are gonna work I'm gonna have no well I'm planning on going to a lot of district games there so uh, I'm 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 willing to I'm willing to shell out whatever I got to do to watch him play.
2: Oh, very nice. Well, Josh, one final question. Well, actually, I'm going to ask you two really quick. First of all, sure. e- expectations for the team. Do you put a number on on wins, or what, what is the goal this year for the first year coach?
6: I think we want to. Our plan is to go deep. Um, we want to get a district title. I think it's doable, and um, obviously the boys are more than on board with that. I don't know if I can give you a, a number as far as wins go, but um, I think I think if we put it together, I, I think we could we could do really well this year. Nice, I'll, and I'll put it at that.
2: My, my final question, and I won't make you go into too much detail here because we're a little bit behind on time, and also gives us something to talk about next time. You own a uh, pretty interesting car business. I was looking online earlier. Go, go ahead and give a shout out or a plug to what you're uh, what you're doing when you're not coaching basketball. <laughs>
6: So I, I run a couple of um, auto-related businesses. I, um, I have a business partner in Utah, and we have a performance shop there. We sell aftermarket performance parts nationwide, um, and then we have a couple of lifts in Utah where we do installs, maintenance, and all that good stuff, and then I actually have my dealer's license as well. So uh, I buy and sell some exotic, fun cars, and um, yeah. It gives me some flexibility to, to coach basketball, which is awesome. Yeah,
2: he's not dealing with like your your rig, Tom, or my no. my Equinox. He's a uh, it's, it's high end stuff. It's interesting. So yeah, we'll definitely hear more about that next time. Well, again, Josh, congratulations on getting the gig. Uh, perfect fit. Obviously, you're you're a local. You're an alum. You're a legend there. So we'll uh, wish you all the best. And Zach, don't be a stranger, my friend. Take care.
9: Oh, I won't be. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the gym.
1: 100. percent There you Thank go. Thank you guys. There you go. Thank, Thank you guys. You. That's the the guys from Stanwood. Oh, the old coach and the new coach. The old coach and the new coach. Yeah. He was not very old, by the way. He's younger I, I, than you and me, I think. Oh, so. I know.
2: Oh, <laughs> way younger than you and me. <laughs> I don't know. I got maybe a little bit close to Zach. Anyway, yeah, a lot of fun to talk to them, and hopefully we'll uh, – I still need to get up to the new gym. I know you're broadcasting a game out of
1: there s- In a couple of weeks, soon. yeah. Yeah. One of these days I am going to get up there this year. So what's coming up next?
2: We're going to talk to the Meadowdale Mavericks starting five on the girls' basketball team as well
7: as the head coach.
1: And it's Horse Weekly right here on KRKO. Ace Hardware
7: is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service and the brand names you know and trust, such as
10: Steel, Scotts, miracle Grow, Toro, DeWalt,
7: Milwaukee, Yeti, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg,
10: Clark and Kensington Paint,
7: Magnolia Paint by Joanna Gaines,
10: Benjamin Moore Paint,
7: Duracell Automotive Keys,
10: and many, many more.
7: When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need.
10: So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, Evergreen Way in Everett, and now Stanwood.
8: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks
7: supporting the community. It's important now more than ever. That's why the Law Offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the Law Offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the Disability and Workman's Compensation Attorney Team at the Law Offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to Dale Wagner Law. Dot com
8: and go Spartans Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years that's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community congratulations to our local student athletes for excelling in sports and academics your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill the PUD offers instant rebates on energy saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products Check out SNOPUD.com or visit marketplace.SNOPUD.com for ways to save. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett, online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com.
11: Bye.
2: The Meadowdale Mavericks girls basketball team off to a 2-1 and one start this season after a 58-41 victory over Monroe on Thursday night. And we've got the Meadowdale Mavs starting five in front of us right now, along with the head coach, Ari Mailer. And, Coach, we're going to talk to you first before we talk to the girls here. Yeah. Nice start to the season, a rough one against Issaquah, but she knew that was going to be a difficult one, and you've since rattled off two in a row. A young team this year, only three seniors on the whole squad.
12: Uh, yeah, you know, Iziqua is is so experienced, and we knew it was going to be a tough game right out of right out of the shoot. But um, I think we learned. We learned some things. We, you know, they're tough, but there's some things that we didn't do quite well, and I think we improved the last two games in those areas.
2: And before we talk about basketball, I do want to send one more shout out here to the girls. I was at the game on Thursday night game is over they go back to the locker room all of a sudden about five minutes later i'm still out at the scores table and i think it was pretty much the entire starting five here comes wandering back into the gym smiles on their faces ready to clean up the gymnasium
12: so you've got a good group here don't you well it's either that or they run so uh no i i didn't know that wow you guys went back in the gym to clean up Nice. Nicely done. That's got some, awesome. Got some
2: smiles there. Absolutely. Uh, a younger team, but a well-balanced team this year. It feels like you
12: got a little bit of everything in terms of roles. Yeah, we do. I, I think, um, you know, we've got a strong inside post presence uh, in Ava. And uh, three years experience and, you know, playing, playing behind uh, Fatou, uh, I think, has set her up well. And then, of course, we got Jordan, who uh, played behind uh, some really solid point guards for us the last couple years. And then, of course, Nelly, who is our one of our seniors, and uh, has played uh, exceptionally well, uh, also. And then Kenny, of course, uh, just you know learned uh, a lot the last couple of years and is putting it to good practice this year.
2: Looking back at that team from two years ago, and I think about some of the players you had: Swinton and F- J. T. Stark, Williams, Morrison. Uh, a lot of leadership, a lot of experience. Uh, I would assume that maybe some of these girls have been able to kind of sponge off of that and, and to gather some of that for their own usage now that they're a little bit older and it's their time to, to shine on the
12: center stage, so to speak. Yeah, I think so. You know, the, those, those, uh, those two years, uh, we learned a lot as a program. I mean, we, we, we went to state for the first time in I think, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. And so I think just we were able to, they really helped build a foundation for us to, to stand on now. Okay, so
2: let's go ahead and meet the starting five. I'm going to go one by one here. Give me your name, what position you play, and what year you are in school. We'll start over here.
13: I'm Gia. Um, I'm my point guard, shooting guard, and I'm a sophomore.
2: It's Gia Powell. We'll have you give your first and last names here as well.
10: (laughs) I'm Jenna Lee Gabriel. I'm a point guard, and I'm a senior.
13: I'm a cannon kicker. I'm a winger forward, and I'm a senior. I'm Ava Powell.
14: I'm like a power forward post, and I'm a junior. I'm Jordan Leith. I'm
10: a shooting guard, point guard, and I'm a junior.
2: Okay, Coach, let me have you go one by one here and just talk a little bit about them. We'll start over here. Give me something about Gia, your, your sophomore point guard.
12: Uh, okay, let's see. Something about Gia. Uh, she is fearless. Uh, she uh, doesn't back down from any uh, any competition. Uh, I, the, the first game of the year, I said, I want you to be uh, an assassin. I want you to go out there and just... Um, drain the three and get your steals and just cause havoc out on the court. And that's exactly what she does.
2: Gia, noticed you get you got a lot of steals the other night on Thursday. Uh, quite a few picks, especially in the second half. Is that something that you work on? Is that something that's kind of instinctive for you? What, what kind of a defender are you? And do you how much practice do you put into that?
13: Um, yeah, it's pretty. I think it's both instinctive and I put work into it. And I would say I'm definitely like an on-ball defender, and I like to play and try to get as many steals and picks as I possibly can.
2: It led to a 16-point performance in that game against Monroe. Okay, tell me a little bit about Jenna
12: Lee. Jenna Lee. Uh, you know, Jenna Lee is um, somebody that has got a ton of experience, obviously, uh, being a senior, and it's it's nice to have really kind of that calming presence out on the court, especially from your point guard. You know, Jenna Lee's been in the program for four years, and she's – Uh, for the last two years in particular, she's been able to run our systems, and so she knows them well. Um, What I've been most impressed with this year is just um, the way that she's calmly going about uh, her business, and she's making uh, smart passes, taking good timely shots, uh, and then of course the defense is always solid. Jenna for
2: you, you're a senior now. That, that group that was there a couple years ago, very outgoing, very vocal. I would imagine that could be a little bit intimidating almost when you're maybe a sophomore. What's it like for you now that you're the senior of the group?
10: Uh, well, I think they weren't really intimidating. I was always close friends with them. Like Fox was like my best friend. So I think now um, now that I'm a senior, I just feel like I, just, like I do it the same way. I'm not always as like, I don't know. I'm not exactly the same way, but I'm the thing I thing I lead in, like, my own way, so.
12: Definitely. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about McKenna. McKenna, McKenna. McKenna does all the little things well. She'll get in there and she'll rebound. She'll get on the floor for those loose balls, those 50-50 balls. Um, and, you know, Ken, uh, what's interesting about Kenny is uh, her sophomore, her freshman year and her sophomore years, she'd get her steals and she'd be out there on the break and then – You'd brick your lay-in, right? But this year, finally, after all after years of work, she's actually been able to fine-tune that, and now we are fully confident in her ability to leave the break.
2: McKenna, your teammates over here are laughing at that one. How are you feeling? I mean, I, I, but but what Coach said is true, though, in in some ways. In that, I even noticed watching you on Thursday, you were the one that was kind of anticipating rebounds and getting the put-backs. So, is that something you work on quite a bit?
13: Yeah, I've definitely worked on that over the years, and you can definitely tell from where I used to be to where I am now. I've definitely improved, and I think that just comes with maturity. And, and the layup
2: game is strong, right?
10: Um,
11: <laughs> yeah, much stronger
10: now. Very, very, stronger. very
11: strong.
2: Very strong.
12: Let's talk a little bit about Ava now. Your your uh, your post. Okay. Uh, you know, the, for the last two years, she's been playing behind Fatu, right? And Fatu really cast a big shadow, but now it's Ava, and she has really stepped up to the plate this year. Um, she's rebounding. She's passing extremely well. Uh, again, she's doing a lot of little things, and she's, and she's really, I think, establishing a post presence for us, and I think that's it's, it's awesome. She's really, in a lot of ways, she's a table setter for our transition game.
11: And
2: Eva, I've got to compliment you too. For a post player, you pass very well. Notice that you got the, game, the team going quite a bit offensive re- or defensive rebounds, getting the ball up the court, looking around, anticipating. Is that something you've always done? Is that something that's always been part of your game?
14: Well, I feel like it's kind of come from my AAU experience that I've always like try to get it as fast as I can as soon as I get the ball. So I mean, it's just. Practice,
2: I guess. Now, how tall are you? Five nine. How tall was was uh, Fatu?
14: Like six, six two. like six <laughs> two. yeah. So
2: what was that like at practice? That had to make you better in a lot of ways, right? You're guarding somebody five or six inches taller yeah. than you.
14: Since I always had to play against her, and it was like she'd always get the shots and the putbacks against me, and it was just like, oh, I don't want to play her anymore. <laughs> but I mean, it really helped, I think. So I'm just like kind of used to it now
2: and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the, the point guard over there happens to be your little sister too yeah. what's it like for you playing with her now
14: oh uh, I feel like like the chemistry Like since we know each other so well it kind of helps on our like on court game so like I think sometimes we work like really well together and if we just come off from like a big fight then we probably don't work together but
2: <laughs> Gia are there very <laughs> many fights within the, the Powell sisterhood here
13: Um, I mean, not really. I mean, sometimes during games, I'll get on her. Definitely, I get on her the most out of everybody, I feel like, but it's pretty pretty good overall.
2: Is it hard to get on older sister, I mean, as opposed to younger sister?
13: I feel like I've always had, like, (laughs) control over Ava or been, like, I don't know I'm more of a big sister,
14: honestly.
2: Hey but, I guess that's not a bad thing when that's your point guard we're talking about right?
14: Yeah, I think I have to agree with
12: her. <laughs> Coach, that's an interesting dynamic. Well, you know it is it is, but it, it seems to be working, so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rock the boat.
2: Definitely. And then we haven't talked about Jordan over here yet. Uh, the three-ball shooter, I noticed she had a couple that really looked like she was going for rain when she threw those up. They had high arches, and yet they went in. Well, Tell me a little bit about
12: her game. You know, Jordan's shot has always had a ton of arc. That's, that's one thing that we've not had to work with her on. Well, um, but, you know, honestly, with Jordan, what we have to work with her on is just to keep shooting. So, uh, you know, I mean, Jordan's got a ton of skill. I remember when she came in as a freshman, And we didn't put her on on varsity right away. And just about every varsity player came to me and said, why is she not on varsity? And uh, as it turned out, she ended up coming up to varsity, uh, I think the first game, uh, and then she never left. Jordan, that's
2: a nice, uh, nice confidence booster when all the varsity players are, are calling for you, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about shooting. Is that something you've always been, been good at or is it something you've had to work on over the, the years?
10: I mean, obviously, like, you have to work on your shot to be, like, really consistent with it. But uh, I think I've kind of overall been a pretty good shooter, like, my whole life.
2: Okay, so we just had Ava and Gia talk about each other. So let me just do this really quick with the three of you. Jordan, tell me something about McKenna as a teammate and as a, a person.
10: Um, I think uh, Kenny is definitely always like really positive. She always makes everyone smile and like she's just a really good energizer.
13: Okay, McKenna,
2: I'm gonna have you tell me something about Jenna Lee.
13: Oh, I love how Jenna Lee is super outgoing and she's always funny. And I think that
10: she's a, a good leader and I think that she can really get people
2: together. Okay, Jenna Lee, we're gonna swing it back around. Tell me about Jordan.
10: Um, I feel like I could always count on Jay to make the shot, obviously. Like, I feel like if I drive and kick, I, like, have no... Sometimes I'm just already running back, you can see in the film, I'm just, like, she got it.
2: <laughs> Gia, tell me about playing at the stable. What's it like having this as your home court?
13: Um, It's pretty cool. Like, um, obviously, last year we didn't have any fans, so it was kind of my first mm-hmm. game ever in the stables. And it just really helped give us energy, and compared to, like, away games, it felt really good.
11: And Ava,
2: uh, Coach. Well, maybe we won't put this on Coach. I was teasing him about it earlier, but is a qual for your very first game of the season. You've got Glacier Peak next week. You're getting some tough competition here out of the league. Is that a, is that a good thing? Does it kind of get you ready for Wesco AAA or Wesco 3A?
14: Yeah, it definitely does. Cause I'm going up against better, like I wouldn't say better, but it's definitely strong comp- competition. It's like helping our game because we have to learn to adapt to that competition. Like, compared to playing, like, a team that we can beat by, like, 60, 70 points easily, it doesn't really give us, like, not compared to Monroe, but, like, it definitely helps us more than the weaker teams. Yeah.
2: Do you, are there teams out there you can beat by 60 or 70, Coach? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice
12: thought, though, right? Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, confidence. That's okay. But, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, having, having some really stiff competition early is, is really only gonna help us down the road. Mention your assistant coaches for me really quick. Yeah, I've got uh, Kevin Thompson. Kevin and I have coached, uh, we coached select several years ago, uh, but Kevin's is really, um, he's kind of an X's and O's guru. And so I really actually depend on him quite a bit. Um, and he really is able to look at the game differently than I am. And, and I think one of the, I think we, we complement each other uh, well. Um, Coach Nicole is our JV our JV head coach and she was actually one of my former players um, in my first ever coaching gig and um, and then Cassie of course Cassie's been here gosh I mean she's a graduate she was on the state championship team here at Meadowdale so obviously uh, Maverick colors run through her blood Um, and she's just again somebody that's just um, been so Uh, Important and helpful to me. And then Coach Ashley, uh, this is her third year as our C-team coach. And, um, again, she's got a love for the program, love for the team uh, and the game. And um, and then we just brought on a volunteer coach, Trevor, uh, who's uh, helping us out as well.
2: And before we let you go, I guess we should mention the other players on the team. Should I have you mention them or should I ask each one of them about one? Okay, let's see here. Why don't we start, Gia, tell me about Peyton Fleshman. Um, The freshman, right?
13: Yes. (laughs) I've kind of known Peyton just through like AAU and playing feeder ball. She's always, you know, she played on the younger teams than me. So, um, but just this year I've actually been able to talk to her and actually get to know her. And she's super sweet, nice, and funny, I guess. And, you know, she played really well against Monroe. And I think now she's starting to get confident with her game which is good.
2: Let me ask you, how about, now Mia Johns is out with an injury, correct? Yeah, ankle. Yeah. Ankle, okay. So generally, tell me about Mia.
10: Uh, well, she's, I feel like she's still very dedicated, although she knows she can't play. She's still all at all the, like, games and stuff. But um, she's very positive, too, even before she went out. And I think that's, I don't know. She was very excited to be on varsity, and I think, yeah, it was good. She was, um, I think she belonged here.
2: <laughs> now, McKenna, I'm going to have you tell me about uh, Sam Medina, freshman post player.
13: Yeah, I just met Sam this year during fall ball, and she's really great. She's great to talk to,
10: and I just love her hustle, and I love the way she plays defense, and I'm really excited to see what she
2: does. And, Ava, we're missing uh, one other senior here, Sonia Amy. Tell me a little bit about her.
14: Oh, yeah. Uh, I've known her for a while because I went to the same elementary school with her, and, like, I've known her since for about, like, Eight seven years so like she's like a hilarious she's like a good post she's always got the ball in her hands she's always diving I think that's like really helped our team a lot.
2: And then Jordan, I'll have you tell me about Kaya's daughter.
10: Oh yeah, Kaya uh, she's a freshman. Um, She's. Oh my gosh. She obviously we have a lot of young talent on this team and Kaya I think definitely contributes um, she's super quick she always hustles, she's very aggressive and I think that's always a good thing sometimes a little too good because she's getting a lot of fouls but um, she's just really good and she attacks and she gets to the hole and I think that's Definitely a good thing that we need on this team.
2: Yeah, definitely. Noticed that she was attacking last night a yes. lot, coach. So that's a good she thing. Right. on Thursday night, I, I think we got everybody right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think we did. So final question: What is the goal for this team this year? Is it measured in wins and losses? Is it measured in just improvement? A young team, only two seniors out here in this group right now. Uh, what, what
12: is your hope for this team? Our hope is is uh, is well, our expectation is postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things, I mean, and yes, I mean, we'd love to try to get to the dome. I mean, that that is a goal. I I believe. Uh, this group has the talent and the skill and the, and, and the ability. I think it's, it's really going to be a matter of believing that they can do it. Um, but one of the things that we're really trying to focus on is, is the journey. Um, take each day, each practice, each game, uh, embrace it, uh, remember it, um, and, just, and not get too far ahead of ourselves with you know, the dome.
2: There we go. First things first. They're
12: two and 2-1 to start the season.
2: Two big road games coming up this week. First, Wednesday night at Glacier Peak, and then they kick off their West Coast 3A league action at Mount Lake Terrace on Friday night. The Middledale Mavericks, ladies, thank you for your time, and best of luck this season. Thank you.
1: And we will come back and we'll talk about the 60th anniversary of the Cascade High School canned food drive. That's coming up next. It's Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO.
7: Justice is easy if you know what to do, call
5: 800-LAW-0842.
0: The Law Offices of Russell & Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell & Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort.
11: Russell & Hill will fight for you. Call.
7: 0842. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be sticksin' with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts.
2: Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly. We are normally a high school sports themed show. However, we're gonna put sports aside here for a moment. It is the holiday season and we are over at Cascade High School where the Bruins are known for something far more significant than sports. It is that time of year when people get together, they celebrate with one another, they feel festive, they have fun, but it's also a time of year in which we try to look out for our community and our neighbors. And we are talking right now about the Cascade High School 60th Annual Food Drive. This school knows how to raise money and awareness and food, uh, unlike just about any school I've ever seen. And it starts right here with the ASB coordinator, who's also a teacher. We just made her blush a little bit. (laughs) Who, oh, by the way, also happens to be a Cascade alum, Kelly Rogers. Kelly, 60 years that Cascade High School has been... uh, doing this food drive something you've known about for quite some time you went to school here
15: I did I am a proud Cascade alumni I graduated in the class of 2001 Um, and the food drive is something that is it is Cascade it's something that all of us that have gone through Cascade um, really cherish and remember and it's something that our alumni come back for year after year to help us Um, they're they're the ones bringing in donations to help us. They're coming back on shopping night to help us box up the food. Um, and our alumni are coming back to help us deliver to the families. And it's, it's really something that keeps our Bruin community together. And it's, it's just really something that makes us proud to be Bruins.
2: And I have five of your students here in front of me that we're going to talk uh, to in just a moment here about the food drive. We also have a paraeducator over here who's also a Cascade alum. I'm, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and what it means to be, a, to be a part of this Cascade community and how important this food drive is. What, and if you don't mind, maybe tell us either what year you graduated or give us a a ballpark range, if you will.
14: Um, My name is Jill Jackson and I graduated in 1982 from Cascade. Um, My whole family actually graduated from Cascade. My kids, their spouses, my spouse. Um, So the food drive and also the giving tree. We um, I'm responsible for the giving tree that we wrap gifts for about five, six hundred children that are going to get gifts along with food baskets. So I don't know it just it's a lot of hard work um, but you feel good at the end. It is what everybody here at Cascade looks forward to and has um, no problems um, you know rolling up their sleeves and getting in there and getting the job done.
2: And now let's meet some of the leadership students. And we bring this up because the food drive ends on Wednesday, the 15th. And we would like to invite the community to get involved. If you would, would like to swing by Cascade High School, bring donations, bring food with you. We'll talk to the, the students here and, and find out a little bit more about this. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, what your role is in this whole process. And uh, I'm going to also ask you to tell me about how the food is collected here. So what, what is your name and uh, what, what is your role?
16: Um hi, my name is Sophia Kotcheve and I'm not part of ASV but I do go out canning and stuff and like helping organize in classrooms and stuff, so it just feels good to be a part of it.
2: Okay, tell me what canning is.
16: Um canning is when we go out to stores and we ask people for donations such as any like non perishable food items. And yeah, it's just a great experience.
2: So when you say you go out to stores, do the students actually go out to various grocery stores and stand outside and wait for people to come out and ask for the donations? How what what kind of a process is it?
16: Um, yeah, there's like usually two or three of us and we just usually go inside the store There's certain locations like QFC, Sprouts, Fred Meyers uh, There might be another one that I'm missing, but yeah We grab a, like a poster and then we have little slips that we hand out with the list of items that we can accept And we just come up to people and ask if they'd like to donate and most of the time people say yes, so yeah
2: Okay, and we've got another ASP officer next to you Go ahead and give me your name and what your role is here and what's your uh, what's your title in, in terms of ASP. Okay.
10: Hi, my name is Fatu, I am PR, I basically take care of social media stuff, and yeah.
2: It's gotta be kind of a fun job too, while you're, I mean you're doing this for a great cause, and you get to go ahead and put it out there on social media and whatnot. I guess let's ask you right now, so put you on the spot here, how can people follow the process and see what you guys are doing? Which, which platforms are you using primarily?
8: We're
10: using mostly Instagram, I think we're moving towards TikTok too because it's grown so big and mostly people are on it.
2: So, school. <laughs> so what, what's the Instagram handle that we're using? Are you actually using the school Instagram or is there a separate one?
10: Cascade.Bruins.
2: There we go. She already knows that. I know there's Miss Rogers over here or Rogers, as you guys call her. <laughs> kind of laughing at the TikTok thing. That's for the kids, right?
15: The TikTok is for the, the kids. <laughs> we stay. I stay away from the TikTok. TikTok, yeah, it's... We stay away from that. The Instagram is a nice, safe place. We like the Instagram. <laughs> TikTok is a little too wild for me. But
2: there, there you go. So Fatu, what, do we have goals in terms of what you're trying to collect? I mean, what what kind of numbers are we looking to try to bring in this year?
10: Um, well, the goal for cans is fifty thousand, and the goal for gifts is five hundred. We've already met the goal for the gifts over a thousand right now, and for the cans, we have around thirty-three thousand. Feel like we're close like we could almost get there.
2: So we need about sixteen or 17,000 more cans. So what you're saying is people need to stop by Cascade High School in the next couple of days and bring some stuff by, right? Yes, absolutely. There we go. Let's go ahead and go across the table here. Introduce yourself and what your ASB title is.
13: Hi, my name is Ben Tabalde and I'm ASB president at Cascade.
2: So when you become ASB president, you know this is a big deal, right? I'm sure this is something you heard about probably from the the moment you walked on campus.
13: Yeah, since freshman year has been like a big thing. Everyone's like, oh, we're waiting for food drive, food drive, food drive. So, yeah. Something I've looked forward to my senior year.
2: So I know when with ASB, a lot of times with the president, I know back in the day, at least when I was in school, you always tried to have contests amongst classes and whatnot. Are, are there contests with, within the school in terms of perhaps clubs or groups or... The, the class themselves, what, what kind of uh, activities are going on in order to try to get people to entice them to, uh, to collect, if you will?
13: Yes, so we basically go by first period classes. So every single first period is going against each other. And we have like first place in cans and money and gifts and then Amazon. So it's like it's a big competition where classes go head to head and they try to beat each
3: other in those numbers.
2: So there we have it. Now we're going to swing on over here. We've got another ASB uh, member. Go ahead and give me your name and your, uh, your title, if you will.
3: Hello, uh, I'm Mariana Oliva. I am senior class vice president.
2: And tell me, what are some of the tasks? Because I, I see, I, I look out the door here a minute ago and there were people pushing shopping carts around. There's a little bit of controlled chaos, if you will, inside the, uh, the cafeteria. What exactly is it that the students here are doing once the, the food is collected?
3: Food Drive is a whole process. Yes, it only lasts for like two weeks, the collecting of food, but the planning into it comes since like end of November. We've been planning it for a while. And then we start planning and collecting boxes for the next year as soon as Food Drive ends. So it's a big process. Um, Students go out and can, like Sophia said earlier, to different stores in our community. We collect money. Um, There's first period class, first period leadership, make sure that everything is well organized literally every student on school participates um, for the food drive in literally every way. So we make sure we separate all of the food items and then there we have, um, this coming week, we have shopping day, delivery day, so students come and take their take time out of their day during class and after school to go into the, uh, lunch, I mean to the pee. Uh, to the gym so that we can separate and make boxes for all the uh, family members in our community. And then on delivery day, um, a specific number of students who sign up for deliveries go and deliver the food personally to the families in our community. So it's a whole process.
2: You you made me tired just listening to it. I know a lot of times high school students, they like to go out and have their free time and enjoy themselves. Is it hard to get people involved for things like this, or is it one of those things where once word gets out, people want to be a part of it?
3: I think. It's just part of the Cascade culture. Um, I feel like all the students just really love the food drive. From the beginning of like freshman year since I got here, like, everyone was like, oh, oh, I was like, what was your favorite part of Cascade? Like the food drive. Everyone always remembers the food drive. Everyone always wants to participate in the food drive. Teachers, um, family members, community members, alumni, students, everyone is just always on top of it. So it's just, it's not really like, oh, I have to do the food drive. No, it's like, oh my God, I get to do the food drive. It's like we are motivated to help our community.
2: Yeah, indeed, it's what it means to be a Bruin, right? Well, let's go ahead and talk to, uh, to Max
11: over here. Max, go ahead and introduce yourself, and what is your uh, responsibility with ASB? Hi, uh, I'm Max London. I'm the sophomore class treasurer. Um, yeah. So, so you're the one counting all the, the money, and you're, are you counting the cans too? How do you, I mean, counting 33,000
2: cans isn't easy. Is there a process to that?
11: Um, there is. Um, it is mostly done with our first period leadership group where most of the food drive is done. Um, basically, we take the totals of each class and we break them up in, into people. They add up the totals, then the totals are added up, and that is the income for the day of cans. So a lot of work. It is. <laughs> it's a process, like Mariana said.
2: Definitely. Do, who exactly is this benefiting? I mean, where does the food go once it gets to Cascade High School? How
11: do families in need get in, get a hold of the food? um we they go through what was the
15: volunteers of america and so families that are in need applied through um, volunteers of america and then we ask volunteers of america to send us over the names of the families who's asked for um, food and gift support for the holidays and so this year um we're going to be serving about 120 families wow which is really great
2: yeah and
11: max what does it mean to you and some of your classmates to be able to participate in this um it's a it means a lot um i I'm a sophomore so this is my first real experience of the food drive and um at least as I know for some of my other sophomores it's kinda like a privilege to be a part of something that helps so many people in our community and to be able to honestly just know that people have food and gifts for the holidays.
2: And Kelly this is a program that's been going on for a while we mentioned it 60 years I would qualify as for a while in years past before a pandemic you would collect a lot more cans than this even right
15: Yeah then 20 well that was a long time ago 2019 <laughs> um, in 2019 and the few years before that on average Um, We were collecting anywhere from 60,000 to 90,000 cans. You know, we had some odd years where um, community members would find students at stores and and give some very generous donations where we had years where we were at 120,000 cans. Um, I mean, it just depends on the year. Um, But we've always had just really generous um, community members. We have, like the Jensen family, um, every year they donate the turkeys for our food drive. Um, We have Zoomies Foundation that every year donates Um, jackets and blankets and coats that go to our food drive and so we just um, are so lucky to live in the community that we live where of course it's the energy and the enthusiasm and the caring um, hearts of our students but really it's our community is fantastic and they're so willing to give um, and that's really what helps us be able to give back so much to our community which is just awesome
2: oh, definitely so in other words though 50,000 is nice but if we could get even more than that I mean absolutely. certainly there are people in, the, in this community that could put that to good
15: Ab- use absolutely and anything you know we're, we're able to give really generously to the families the 120 families that we serve and anything extra um, we really spread out to um, as back to Volunteers of America, of course, but then other food banks that also are in need of filling their shelves in our community as well.
2: I see these five students sitting here. We already talked to Miss Jackson a few minutes ago there who's out-volunteering. How many people after school on a daily basis are contributing to this, or can you even quantify that?
15: It, you know, really hard to quantify. We have, um, how many stores are there? You know, every day we have Definitely. seven stores that have three different shifts of students, and at each of those shifts, there's between two and three students at each of those shifts. And then weekends, it's even longer. And then, yeah, I don't even know how to add all that. A <laughs> lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then beyond that, you know, I, I know students are out doing their own thing. They're, you know, they put donation boxes at their place of employment. They've asked parents to put out donation bins. It's just, it's hard to even quantify um, the amount of support and the amount of work that our students at our community are putting into this event. It's just... It's heartwarming, and it's awesome.
2: Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to point out, too, to our, to our audience, and you brought it up with me when we were walking over here to do the interview, you didn't really get a chance to do this last year. It was more of a condensed version, a variation of it. So a lot of these students were normally you would hand it off to the next class every year. We have a two-year gap here, so how has that been for you as an advisor?
15: It has been a lot of fun to, <laughs> to, to relearn. And it, for me, too, you know, not having – last year was great, and we were really able – it felt really nice last year to be able to still do the food drive in a unique format. Um, but one of the things that we're all learning together, and we kind of laugh about it with the seniors, of, from like, yeah, don't you guys remember this? Like, rider driver, let's do deliveries. And they're like, what is that, Rogers? <laughs> um, you know, missing that year, there is a little bit of a knowledge gap in that, like, institutional knowledge that usually gets passed down from class to class. But I am just so proud of all of our Bruins because they're doing it and it's, it's getting done and we're figuring it out together and trying to remember how to get it done. And um, it, it is hard when half of our students haven't experienced a full food drive, but it's so exciting to see everyone jumping in um, and it makes me feel really positive and really proud um, and really excited that the food drive is going to keep going and it's gone on for 60 years, but I, I'm confident we're gonna go 60 more and it's, it's gonna keep going and that's really exciting.
2: Great way to end it right there. So, again, the Cascade Bruins 60 year anniversary of doing this. If you see the Cascade students out at the grocery stores either later on tonight, tomorrow, I guess even into Wednesday a little bit, Wednesday is the cutoff for when they're wrapping this thing up. Do what you can contribute, uh, donate, swing by the school. They're open to that. And uh, certainly do what you can to help out the community. Well, again, Cascade Bruins, certainly something that uh, this school has developed a reputation uh, for. And how special is it? So, uh, again, thank you very much for your time. Time, not only with me during this interview, but for everything you're doing for the community and a happy holidays to each of you.
15: Right,
1: thank thank you. you. Go Bruins! <laughs> there you go. Go Bruins. Got the Go Bruins in at the end. You got to like that. And What a great thing. 60 years.
2: Yeah, 60 in counting, right? So, I mean, yeah. they're going to be doing this for as long as they can. And, uh, yeah, whoever started that back in, what, 1962 or whatever, God bless you. Uh, That's
1: about when the school school opened. It too. must have been,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, so they laid a foundation down that has just done tremendous Work and what a service for the community for a lot of folks who need it, and especially this time of
1: year. So, if you get a chance to, if anybody can swing on over there, do your part. Now yeah, you could just you walk into a store in South Everett, you're they're gonna, you're gonna be accosted. <laughs>
2: At least if you do it, yeah, we caught yeah. this on the tail end of it. it again, it's right. wrapping up on Wednesday, so you're gonna have to do it sooner than later, like tomorrow night, or yeah. like I said, swing by the school. But you can always, obviously, go to a, a food bank locally and help out. But yeah, the uh, this if you want to help out the Cascade kids, they're trying to get to that fifty thousand mark. They're in the 33000 range as of a few hours ago, so they got their work cut out for them in the next couple days, so they could certainly use a little
1: boost from the community. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Dale Wagner Law Office, GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett and Stanwood, by Lund, Snowmish County PUD, Erickson Furniture by McLean Insurance in Silver Lake, by the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Hat Trick Northwest the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and my hometown handyman. And who did we have on the show tonight?
2: Tonight we had the Russell and Hill male student-athlete of the month of November, which was Brandon Moore from Arlington High School, along with his cross-country coach, Mike Shirk. We then talked Stanwood basketball with Josh Thayer and Zach Ward. We then heard from the Meadowdale Mavericks girls basketball team, Gia, Jenna Lee, Jordan McKenna, and Ava, along with head coach... Ari Mailer and then finally we just heard from Cascade the Bruins Kelly Rogers who's the ASB um, advisor over there along with Jill Jackson a former student who is now a, a paraeducator and then Sophia, Max,
1: Fatu Benta and Mariana We're back with you on Wednesday night for high school basketball silver tips tomorrow night for Steve Willett I'm Tom Lafferty thanks for being with us prep sports weekly on KRKO good night from Everett
0: KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO
1: Been Jack Flash.